0: Episode 186: Unseen Potential Concepts. I'm your host, Dr. Justin claire and today we hear Emmanuel Aiku's perspective. during 2017 and 18 podcast awards-nominated host and best-selling author on Amazon as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctor and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Welcome back to the show. Today's guest has two master's degrees and is the creator of Unseen Potential. It's uh, mostly coaching for personal development. But before we jump into that, please head over to doctorsperspective.net slash guide. You can find all of the podcast swag, the books I've written, all the best episodes of each year ranked by downloads found out this show is in the top 5% of all podcasts in the world. Super stoked about that. Other than that, professional note, did a lot of scoliosis for two years, and now I plan to dive a little deeper with some uh, special bracing and see where that leads. It's a fun crowd to work with. The results are pretty good. The people get quite satisfied when they can avoid surgery, so that should be fun. Doing house calls, setting up that table all the time get bothersome. Sure, but overall, it's okay. And we have some episodes in the past. If you search that mobile, we've had enough people where I should probably just make another series PDF to highlight these people because they can really teach you a lot. It is pretty fun because you get to see areas of the area you live in that you would have never gone to and see different kind of housing styles. And uh, people are very appreciative that you'll come to their house. So it's been a unique experience this past year. But listen, let's just jump back in. Mr. Emanuel has been very kind. If you hear this episode and you're interested, he will do a 20-minute discovery call for free to see what's going on with you, if y'all would be a good fit, and all of that. So take him up on that offer. You can find it on the Instagram. His handle is emanskyhigh4. Brief announcement halfway through the interview. We do lose connection, but it's not a big deal, and it's edited up nicely. All the show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 186. There should be a transcript as well. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from Lafayette, Louisiana and Baton Rouge, Louisiana on game night, I want to welcome to the show uh, a young man who is just, I think, a strong potential because at this age to be interested in coaching and personal development and the things that he's already experienced in life and the drive. Sometimes we we figure these things out later in life, but he's figuring it out early. And so uh, please welcome to the show, Emmanuel Aiku.
1: Hey, most definitely, most definitely. Thank you so much, Doc, for having me on your show today. It's definitely a pleasure to be here.
0: We've had a few interactions from time to time and you know, I'm impressed when, like I said, kind of said, when, when young people are uh, involved and motivated and are developing. Because you have, you're in your master's degree right
1: now. Ah, uh, yes, please, yeah, I'm working on my second master's right now.
0: See that, guys? Second master's. One's not good enough. Oh uh, yeah. These
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it a course correction? What was the first one in? Ah, uh, the first master's was in um, higher education.
0: hmm Yeah, and now
1: uh, the second one is in leadership and human development.
0: So that's kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, maybe.
1: basically, yeah.
0: Mm hmm. Were you able to actually use your first degree or you just jump right back in?
1: Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. So the first degree is what got me on um, my position right now at Louisiana State University as a residence coordinator. And then um, the second degree was fine tune the skills that I have and things like that, because at the end of the day, I really do want to help people grow and develop. But then um, this degree kind of helps me to realize the barriers that people may face and then help me create structures that can help people to realize things, you know.
0: Um, yeah. So before we jump into your kind of your personal philosophy and what's been your sphere of influence, because there's lots of coaches out there and some of them prescribe to certain uh, big corporations and they learn it. You know, they, they pay 10 or 20 grand and they they learn a, um, a system and they implement the system for other people, because obviously the person who created the system is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they're going to charge you like two hundred thousand dollars for a weekend. Exactly, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to train you out. Take us back. You send me a YouTube video. You have a little bit of the channel that would dare we say some some sermons, if you will.
1: Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I do a little bit of a little bit of talking here there and things like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can definitely feel your your um, cadence and everything in that. So that was kind of fun to listen to. Oh, uh, thank you. Take us back to like high school. Where did you grow up and then how you ended up in LSU in America, for that matter, too?
1: For sure, man. I think if anything, that story would definitely take us the rest of the time here and things of that nature. But I'll try to definitely condense it. Um, so alright, you got t- five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Alright, let's go. I was preparing for this. Um, what's it called? Okay, so I came here. Um, I was born in Ghana. Um, and then I came to the U.S. Um, when I was about five years old. So I was raised. I was raised in Chicago, Illinois, and that's where I went to elementary school, high school, and then for my bachelor's degree, I went to Eastern Illinois University in Charleston and things like that. And that's where definitely my, I went in there and I was majoring in nursing um, because being African and things of that nature, uh, like the three biggest things that you can do when it comes to career is doing engineering, being a business or doing something in the health field, whether it's being a doctor or nurse. So um, since I was growing up, I was like basically on this path, path where it's like, okay, I want to be a nurse and things like that. It wasn't until I got to college where I realized that the reason why I was chasing after nursing was even though I, I liked it, it was for the job security that I felt like, like it would bring to me, you know, and things like that. So um, so that's what I was doing my first year. And then it was one day me and my friend, we were studying for my, a test in anatomy. And I realized that this guy really enjoyed studying for the test, like, He would study for one hour and it would come easy to him and things like that. But he enjoyed learning about the muscles and what they did. I got irritated every single time I had to learn a new muscle. I was like, who woke up and said it was okay to name all these muscles something different? Um, And it was there that I realized that at the end of the day, it's not about um, when you're doing what you love. It doesn't matter how hard it is. You'll always find the, the drive. And the reason why I say drive and not motivation, because motivation is a feeling the drive that you need in order to keep pushing forward you know so that's where I realized like nursing wasn't for me so I began to do an exploration and began to search out to see like what I really like to do and I realized that I love public speaking and talking in front of people so that's where I did my bath in public relation and a minor in marketing and then I heard about an opportunity where I can be a servant leader um, in higher education in a master's degree um, so that's what I did and then that's what after graduating in 2022, that's what brought me down here to Louisiana State University. So while I was at Eastern, I obtained my bachelor's in public relations and marketing, and I also got a master's in in higher education and a master's in divinity, and then I came down here to LSU.
0: So your parents have to be
1: proud of this. You say, oh, yeah, definitely. If anything... Um, <laughs> it's not the top three, but my goodness, come on. Oh, man. <laughs> if anything, um, yeah, I'm definitely sure like they're proud of things like that. Um, and at first, like being a young man and things like that, that's at first, that's what my drive was. Like, I want to make my parents proud and things like that. But now that's not truly what my drive is anymore. Like, my drive now is just to do what I was created to do. I am a Christian and I have a very strong relationship with God. And my goal is to do what I feel like He has brought me on the earth to do. And that is to help people to make sense of their life. But not just that, but to see the unseen potential that. Rely, that each of them say so
0: are you the first person in your family to like graduate from college and all that yes
1: please yeah, yeah i'm the first born um i have two little sisters and yeah i'm the first person to graduate from college yeah
0: are they telling you to get a job yet
1: uh what's called yeah they keep... enough school <laughs> don't work <laughs> Really? yeah yeah and that's the thing too is like i, I do work full time as well and things like that like even yeah. today i spend most of the day like doing homework so that i can be prepared for this later on so yeah
0: yeah absolutely so we mentioned the the expectations of your family and what's classically expected of you, how, how does having like Ghana parents and then that cultural difference, if mm-hmm. you will, how does that shape you? How did that change you compared to like a typical, you know, African-American in the area?
1: Most definitely. I think <laughs> that's a great question, man. You're, you're doing a great job at this. I see the reason why you have this, like you, it's, you flow so easily, man. And it, I was, I definitely <laughs> respect that. It's, I would say like, what well, the word that comes to my mind is discipline. Um, it provides structure of a way of life, how to show respect to your parents, how to honor them and things like that. So like an African being raised in America and things like that, it was very difficult at times, especially when you see kids talking back to their parents. Like in my house, that was not tolerated, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> tolerated in other homes too. But i definitely say like there was a there was a way that is like, hey, this is how you show respect to your parents and things like that so I think like because of those cultural differences like going to school and hearing how other kids may have relationships with their parents and things of that nature differed a little from mine and stuff like that so um growing up it it really challenged me and I feel like if anything that's what has made me who I am where I'm a very respectful person and things of that nature because like I was always taught that it's not really about how much you know but also building those authentic relationships with people. You know, at the end of the day, even though you may know everything, act like you don't know anything, and you don't know the connections that you can build. So, yeah.
0: One thing I was surprised about working in, in Germany, we had, you know, we had African refugee patients and things like that, and they, a lot of them had a very strong Christian background, uh-huh. and that kind of surprised me. Um, yeah. I don't know why it surprised me, but you don't, I didn't <laughs> think about that. But almost all of them did. They were kind of grounded in that. Is that? A pretty common thing?
1: Oh, yes, please. I'll definitely say it's definitely common um, and things like that. Even in the way that um, the government is structured in Africa and things of that nature, we can say that, like, for example, the president was he, able to say, like, hey, I'm a believer and things of that nature if he wants prayers. Because I remember those ones where he had a meeting where he brought pastors um, from across the world and they prayed together mm. and things of that nature. So I'll definitely say it's really grounded in our culture and stuff like that. Um, Most of the friends that I have who are Ghanians and Africans um, definitely are Christians, too, as well. But it definitely it definitely helped, you know. And that's the thing that um, as I was doing research, because when I got my first master's, one of my research was um, how do college Christian student leaders discover their purpose in life? And we realized that religion did play a role in so that when times get rough, they reach out to a higher power, if that makes sense. And I realized that even in some the other literatures that were presented we found out that at the end of the day even though people didn't believe in god there were some people who didn't believe in god they believed in another form of high power because at the end of the day we human beings we get to the place where our hands can only reach so far then now we're like okay that's where you'll see movies where they'll look up to the sky like if there's anybody out there who is listening to me Mm -hmm. please make it easy and then all of a sudden Something happens. I think that there is this desire within human beings to explore the unknown, you know, and things like that. So yeah.
0: You know, these they have college groups of like the Baptist Ministry and different this, different kind of ministries. You always have to like have uh-huh. a leader because it's a college group. I ended up being the president for like two years of the one that I was oh, a part of. Oh wow, two of, so. years,
1: yeah. man. Yeah, you know how well, it is. Definitely. So how was that? How was that? Any any ain't being the leader, you know.
0: <laughs> it was. You know, it was different. It was back in 2002, uh-huh. 2003. So gosh, that's 20 years now. That's kind of crazy to think. And, you know, back then we put on a lot more events. You know, we would meet every every weekend and we had a building. So we had like volleyball and we had food and tried to appeal to like the college kids of what they would need and, and sports and fun and, and just tried to have a good no, pure fun instead of going to the bars and hitting that up. We just tried to have a lot of activities.
1: So a so question for you, right? A question for you. Do you feel like do you believe that there's a difference between the young people of then and the young people of now? Like, do you feel like they struggle with the same things or they struggle with different things? I think there's probably
0: core stuff is the mm-hmm. same. I think now, like, you just can't you almost can't have an opinion about certain Ooh, things. Oh, OK. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's some pretty fundamental things you could think of as far as like if you're a conservative or, uh, you know, quote, Republican or Christian or whatever. I guess those all three sort of get thrown in the bag yeah. together sometimes. You know, if you feel a certain way, like you really can't talk about it and you get shut mm-hmm. down and you can have, you know, there could be repercussions. So you just got to be careful with what you say sometimes if you don't agree with, you know, everything else that's going on. Um And I don't know how they, they handle that because, you know, we're called in a sense to be different and to be able to stand out. And it's pretty hard to do that in general. Mm-hmm. But to take a stand for God in a, in a university setting is it's pretty difficult if, if everybody else is, is not.
1: Mm-hmm. What's
0: and you still want to fit in. You still want friends. You still don't want to be looked at us like that weird guy you were you homeschooled <laughs> and the most conservative
1: yeah i definitely see what you're saying yeah
0: yeah you, just, you know you try to reach out to people but you can't be too pushy so it's always that struggle of like should you say something do you mm-hmm. not and then now especially like you can be anything but a christian opinion it seems like a yeah. lot now too yeah so sometimes you just have to believe by example mm-hmm. and it might be a quiet example you don't maybe have to boast mm-hmm. it out loud because once you do then um then you kind uh-huh. of silly but like i've always been. Be the example. If they ask, you can sell. And then be like, oh, you're a cool uh-huh. guy. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, oh, you're Christian, too? You're like, yeah, that's why I do exactly. X, Y and Z. That's why I have these attributes that I try to portray. Off the cuff answer with a bunch of ohms. No, uh,
1: no, no, for sure. For, if anything, like I, I thank you for saying that, because I feel like that is definitely something that our generation is tr- truly dealing with. I think like it's this thing where we truly don't want to face what the truth is and things like that think, like, sometimes we want to hear the truth, but we're really not ready to dissect it, nor to—we can hear it, but, like, the question is, is our heart in the place where it wants to receive it? Because I can hear something, but not receive it into my heart and things like that. So sometimes because of that, instead of hearing the truth, it's like you shun it out, you know, where you don't want to hear it at all and things like that. But at the end of the day, I truly believe, like, truth is truth, and truth speaks for itself. And things like that and there will come a time where like at the end of the day because just I, I feel like this is definitely scripture says no one lights a candle and hides it under like a pot or something of that nature but they set it high you know and things like that so at the end of the day even though light and the way I see light is that light is knowledge right and even though this light brings illumination to a dark space not everyone that is in this dark room or in this dark space, wants to see this light because some of them love to dwell in darkness. I think it was there was a philosopher who said that it's, it talked about like a cave theory where there are a bunch of people who are stuck in a dark cave. But all of a sudden, one person was able to escape and they saw a light at the end of the tunnel. But the people that was in the dark cave, all they saw was the light at the end tunnel and they saw shadows. They always wanted to go and see what was in the light. But they were afraid of exposing themselves, if that makes sense. So.
0: You know, I've, I've grown from being kind of stomped at mm-hmm. certain things and having a list of, hey, you can't do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. don't curse, don't get drunk. I'm not saying you can't drink, but just don't get drunk. You know, there's certain things that are, like, pretty straightforward in the Bible. And it seems like these days, eh, you know, you kind of take what you want, do what you want, it, you can, whatever makes you feel good, whatever's your truth.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: But one thing I've kind of got to is you can't expect the expectation of other people based on your views on life. Like, okay, you're a very strict Christian. Okay, well, all your pe- these people in your class, whatever, they don't believe the same thing that you believe, mm-hmm. whether they're Christian or not. So it's hard for you to be like, well, I can't believe they would uh-huh. do this, this, and this. And you're like, why wouldn't you believe that? They don't have the same convictions as you do. Like, stop expecting someone to act like you. And you don't even do it good either. Well, yeah, <laughs> Some, that's true. You know? We don't even meet our own expectations and our own rules in our own head. We break those. I think that's helped me to be a lot less like mm-hmm. judgy. Most definitely. You know, from when I was young until now, just like realizing that everybody has their own walk and you can't expect someone to believe the way you believe, mm-hmm. especially if they don't even believe in God at all.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely true.
0: All right, let's see here. So your business name is called Unseen Potential, UP for short, and it's going to be probably a non profit yes, you please. mentioned. And we mentioned earlier kind of about the pillars of your theory and how you want to approach people and, and their personal development. What does that look like to you? Where's your influence from? If someone were to want to explore something with you, what kind of problems would they be coming with you from? And then how do you go at oh, yeah. it? That's a lot of questions. So pick it as you will. And we can always, uh, we'll drill down more and we'll probably expand based on whatever you say. Okay. So. let
1: well, definitely, <laughs> i definitely say like, like my influence for this definitely came when I was doing my um, first master's at East Illinois University. Um, I remember, like, I was praying, and um, an image came into my mind where um, – and I, it's called – like, if you look it up, it's called The 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 Self-Made Man, right? Um, if you go online right now, you look it up, you see – it's basically a, a sculpture of a man sculpting himself, right? Like, after I was thinking about it and looking at this image, what came into my mind is that there's a quote that Coach Jay said. She said that the greatest fight that a human will ever have is between – the person that they are now and the person that they're capable of becoming. And that's where it truly hit me that at the end of the day, the future you um, and of where you want to be, because understand that at the end of the day, success in life is not about what you obtain, but who you become. Right. And why is, why is it that we say this, right? Because the thing is that I truly believe that everybody can be successful but more than that, I believe that there are only a few people who are able to maintain the success that they have obtained. Does that make sense? I can give you a million dollars today, and that makes you successful, right? You, if money is what brings value to your life, you're like, okay.
0: Yeah, I say it depends on what you can define as successful. Because it changes throughout life. When you're younger, it's usually money. Most definitely. As you get older, it's your family if you're smart. <laughs> in my opinion. Hey, that's my opinion. Well, and then right. at the end, it's like a legacy.
1: Say no more. Say, so maybe anything, okay, so let's say like you're a young person and um I give you money. You feel like, okay, I am successful. Well, let's take make it better. Yeah, let's say whatever it is that you desire to have. But we we'll use money as a value because I feel like that's something that's tangible that we can all relate to once upon a time. Everybody wants more. Oh, yeah, more. everybody wants more of that. And that's the thing is like even when you give more you're still not even satisfied with the more that you have. Let's look at Jeff Bezos for an example. But that's whole, I was going to the same name. What's enough? <laughs> that's another <whole laughs> conversation for another day. So you, so I give you a million dollars. You are a millionaire. You are a millionaire, but that doesn't make you one, if that makes sense. Like you were given it, but you didn't. You don't know how. So if you lost the money today, you don't know how to. You can't get it back. if that makes sense. And that's what unseen Potential is focused on, is that you're here at point A and you're trying to get to point B. Between point A and point B, there's a process that you have to go through. And as you go through this process, for you being in there, all you see is the pain, the waiting, the frustration, the irritation, and how long it's taken. But for someone who is standing outside and not in doing it with you, They're able to see your growth and how you are changing and developing. So my focus with Unseen Potential is not just, hey, getting you to point B, because at the end of the day, you will get to point B. But to make sure that you don't cheat through the process so that when you get to point B, you're not able to maintain that success.
0: So you're more mindset. So you're not trying to coach people like, hey, you should go out there and do real estate. Or, all right, put your 12 years in to be a doctor. You're going to work hard. You'll get your money, and then you'll be at point B. You're talking about like the the, the mental aspect of everything to where no matter what you're choosing to Because let's be honest, not everybody needs to go to college.
1: Exactly.
0: You can make a ton of money just... Slinging a hammer and fixing a plumbing, man. That's a strong. I'm a big believer these days that it's a skill that you need and 40 bucks an hour. That's Mm -hmm. pretty good for most people, man. So, yeah. So anyway, but that's like I say if you're going to be a plumber, maybe go to school so that you can cut your learning curve down, start in the real world a little bit higher up. And then if you feel like you have the entrepreneurial spirit in a couple of years, whatever, then you can have your own thing. And then hire your own people and do your own marketing and never be able to take a vacation. Oh wait, that's not the poll. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, man. sky's the limit. And it's not to say that everybody's entrepreneurial, but the fact that you could be. To me, that's still that's point A to point B. And if like if you had a dream of like not working for the man one day, mm-hmm. well, you got to have somebody in place to show you where to go from there. I would think, what steps do you have to take so that you're prepared for those big jumps? Because it's scary.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, it is scary. And And I think like even there's something that you said I feel like is very important for us to touch on. It's just the concept of because I went to the dentist um, to go get my teeth pulled and then I I needed a few work done and stuff like that. And then after they gave me an estimation of everything, I was like, okay, it's about to be fifteen hundred. It came up to about five thousand dollars. It was there in that (sighs) dentist chair while I was sitting there and the dentist was looking at my teeth that I began to become upset that why is it why does it cost so much? just for my teeth to be pulled. So I went online and I searched it up and they said like all the tools and everything that that it takes for the dentist to do it. And I was like, in my mind, I thought about, man, I wish I lived back in the time where let's say I was a plumber and I was really good at it. And the dentist, you needed plumbing done. You will pull my teeth for me and I will come home and do plumbing for you, right? And it was there in that moment that I Does realized- dentists need a lot of plumbing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey Lily, if anything then i i think we will then the 5k probably is not enough maybe 10k so that that's where it hit me like man like at the end of days i feel like sometimes one hinders people which hindered me at the same time was that sometimes people don't chase towards what they know lights them on fire because there's a quote that says do what lights your soul on fire they don't chase after that because society has put okay as an artist you make this much amount of money as a doctor, you make this amount of money and things like that. So because of that, instead of people chasing that which lights their soul on fire, they're chasing security, which is found in money and things like that. And like I'm a prime example of that. You know, I wanted to be a nurse. So everything that I was doing from high school to I got to college was to prepare me so that like get the nursing job and I make money and I have security. Right. But it was there that I truly realized that at the end of the day, it was something that Martin Luther King said. He said that if you are a broom sweeper, if that's all your job is and you your job is to sweep the floor, sweep the floor so good that if they're looking for someone to sweep the floor in the White House or somewhere or anywhere, they will come looking for you. And that's the truth about it. At the end of the day. Money is not something that I believe is. As a young man growing up in this generation, we're taught chase the back, chase the back. But I've realized that when you start chasing towards your purpose, your purpose adds value to you. Apple never goes, comes to your house, even with the new iPhone that's coming out, man. I, I have friends who have already ordered it. He ordered it yesterday and came to his house today. Like, Apple never came to your house and knocked on your door and said, like, hey, we have a new product out. You should buy this. no. They have a store. If you want to go buy it, you can go and buy it. Because why? You see the value that it's in it. And that's the same thing for when you're trying to find what you're created to do. Or, like, find that thing that sets your soul on fire. And the people that see the value in it, it attracts them to it and things like that. So no longer do you have to change. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, oh, man, you don't have to put in work. Like, for example, like with the relationship that we've built and stuff of that nature, But it's not something that I was like, what's the word? I was chasing after a bad, like, oh, I'm like, oh, if I don't get paid, I'm not doing it and things of that nature. But it's because this is what I love to do, you know? And at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. my goal is not to impact the life of a multitude, like a hundred people. If I can just impact one person's life, that's where I, for me, that's where I know that I'm satisfied and I've done what I've been created to do. And I know that being faithful in that small thing of just seeking to impact one person's life by god's grace seeing how that has grown you know because imagine if you're a pair of scissors and all you do is put butter all your life all you did was put butter on bread you wouldn't you did not know what you were created to do even though you put butter on bread for a million breads get stills you'll be feeling inside like man something doesn't feel right i feel like i'm meant for more right because you never cut a piece of paper. That's what you were created to do, to cut to cut a piece of paper. You know, so even if you cut one piece of paper, you feel fulfilled. And even this great opportunity that you gave me just to be on your podcast and just talk about this, I feel fulfilled, you know, and things like that. So I truly appreciate you for doing that. Thank you, Dr. Justin.
0: You betcha. Here's the thing. Some people say you can do anything you want. You just got to try hard and follow your passion and... Guess what? You may not you might have all the passion in the world to be a carpenter. Mm-hmm. You might have went to school, you you passed, but man, you just can't level. You can't make the uh-huh. pattern, the uh, the five star, whatever they call them, the uh, master carpenters looking at your stuff like, bro. <laughs> I know this is your passion and your calling and your grandpa did it and your dad did it, but dude, you are terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's been three years. Like you still suck. Oh, uh-huh. Like I need to fire you. Like at some point, your passion, you may not even be good at it or sometimes you're you're you know so you, you have to give up the dream you're like I can't be a carpenter I'm just really bad now what do I do when you're 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 shattered on the inside because that's what you thought you were supposed to do and other times you find something that you're like a nursing you might have gone through it you liked it enough you had the security but then there's still that power of like there's something else out there and then you slowly develop into this personal mm-hmm. coaching and and then you figure out this unseen potential and that becomes your side gig and then You can put all your energy into that, but you're paying the bills. And then eventually the dream is unseen potential overcomes the nursing and then you finally give it up. And now you have a full blown business. Uh What are your thoughts on that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I'll definitely say for that. What I hear you saying is like, at the end of the day, you're trying to do something and you're not sure like, man, is this, I'm doing all my best and I know that this is what I've been, I want to do and I've been created to do. This is what lights my soul on fire, right? At the end of the day, that's the thing. That separated the guy who loved nursing from me, who wanted it from security. He enjoyed doing it, right? Like at Kobe Bryant, for example. Mm-hmm. They said he said that at the age of thirteen years old, it was then that he made the decision that he was going to pursue after basketball. And but he still could have been bad. He, he still could have been bad. Yes, that is true. And even he, because there's
0: lots of people that play just as much uh-huh. as him and are just not good.
1: Uh huh. Hey, most definitely. And if anything, that's. What do I do with that? That's where that's where you and I because um, in in the research that I did, one thing that we realize is that a human being goes on a search when they come to the place where they begin to realize like, okay, I'm not enjoying this thing like I did. Nursing, I'm trying really hard, but I'm not really doing that well and I'm not really enjoying it. Okay, so what do I do now? Now I'm an undecided college student and I'm in panic mode. Why? Because I feel like I should be doing something. Realize there's Human beings need to have meaning. They need a drive, something to drive them. You know, and that's what they call the why. Because if you don't have a why, like when life gets tough, you're not able to keep moving forward. So that began my search. So
0: you gotta write that stuff down too.
1: Oh, hey, for sure. Wait, you, wait, say it again. You have to write what down? Your
0: why. All these little, these little catchphrases and everything. If you don't write that down, in three years and two months, you're not even gonna remember what was my why back exactly. then. Exactly. Because the weeds get thick. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, my goodness. And, and, the, and just even to touch that, like, the reason why you write your why down is because anyone that has done anything, even looking at you, Doc, um, Doc and going to um, chiropractic school, I hope that's what they call it. My apologies. But it, it is, it's, it it's not easy. So long nights of studying, yep. you know, and things like that. When you first begin, it's like, oh, man, like, I'm going to do this. But what you realize is, remember, point A to point B. In between that is a journey. And during that journey, there will come many forces to test the authenticity of your dream, right? And that's the reason why Eric Thomas said that pain is temporary. It will last for a minute or an hour a day or even a year. Eventually, it will subside and something else will take its place. When you push through the pain as necessary, that's the reason why it's important for you to have someone in there with you. And for some people... That's where religion comes into play. That could be a higher power or that could be a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, someone that you trust to a counselor counselor or a therapist, someone to help you make sense of the nonsense that is happening to you. So, for example, let's say if you were my client, this is the place where we'll truly begin. I'll begin to ask you questions like, what do you feel like the struggles are? Are you really enjoying what you're doing? Like, do you feel like like what 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 are some of the barriers that you see in front of you so during this time like there are a lot of opportunities so when I decided not to do nursing anymore and I started a search of what to do the first thing that I did was I went to my friends and I asked them if there was any career that you would see me doing what would you see me doing and they said I would see you public speaking and that was one thing that I found literally literally literally, if, if there was anything you would see me doing that I was not being what would you see me doing and they said I would see you doing public speaking so now I began to search remember now I'm looking at the college and I'm looking at what what can I do so I went to the career service center at my institution to could test and it said the same thing public speaking leadership things of that nature in that area so I was like okay what degree do I get for public speaking yeah because that's a broad that, that is broad as ever so it took me to communications our communication department and that's why I decided to do a bachelor's in public relations right so I knew that this is the direction that I was going in, but I didn't know the complete end goal, if that makes sense. Like I knew, like okay, at the end of this, I want to be public speaking, right? But as I what does that mean? Being a preacher? Um, no, not being a preacher. If anything, <laughs> but that, that's
0: an easy way where you could have gone. Well, I believe in God. I got a power for that. I need to go public speaking. Well… I guess I should be a preacher. Oh man.
1: <laughs>
0: you know oh, what I mean? Man. Like like some people would connect that's the only option. Oh, say I'm, no I'm more. I'm definitely <laughs> doing God's will now and it's like no, you can you can honor God in everything that you do, you know. What's that there's a verse do everything you do as if the master is watching you. Uh-huh.
1: And if, if do everything as unto the Lord, exactly. Exactly cuz at the end they it and it's just like what you're saying, the and I think that this is a problem that our society has as well is that Everybody wants to shine as bright as the sun, but not everyone understands that the sun shines in the day and the moon shines in the night. Everyone wants to be seen. It's like everyone wants to be the moon, but no one wants to be the little stars because they're unseen, right? Um, because at the end, of the day, it goes back to what we're talking about is about the value that people feel like they bring. The, their gifts is based on the applauses that they receive for what they do. Mm-hmm. In order for you to Die to that part of yourself and truly seek after what is meaningful to you in your life. You have to stop being a people pleaser. You have to, if you live for the applauses, when the applauses stop, what happens to you? A a fish, I tell people this all the time, a fish doesn't swim because it's doing it because you like it. Or it's for your enjoyment. They're like, oh, somebody's watching me. Let me start swimming. No, a fish does it because it wants to stay alive if a fish stops swimming and we see a fish just sitting there like we'll probably think it's what it's dead that's why you're that's why you'll tap your um that's why you'll tap your fish tank because you think like the fish yeah. is dead you know so I, I think i believe the same thing for human beings at the end of the day, you can't be living for the applause of people because if you're living for the applause of people you think like the value was found in them if that makes sense and that's not truly the truth you
0: my Skype just completely removed. And I was like, I didn't
1: touch anything. Oh, man. Do you know where you were at? Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, just talking about not living for the applauses of people, you know. And that can be your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your... Any, anyone that you hold to high esteem, you know, and things like that. We don't do things to be seen. We do it because that's just who we are. And that's what you have to find. What do you do that is just who you are? And I'm not here to say being a doctor, being a nurse, shooting to be a ceo that's the bad thing because i in everything that i do i i strive to be the best thing what i'm saying is that you shouldn't be seeking for these things because you're seeking for attention because if you make it there and you don't get the attention that you feel like you deserve it may hinder you from doing what you like that's where you get up to and be like oh this i did for you <laughs> you're you're unhappy trying to make somebody else happy and they're unhappy so now you're frustrated you know so yeah
0: people say stuff all the time like uh, what, what do you do? You, oh, you're a chiropractor. Well, I'm a chiropractor, but that, that's not who I am. Uh huh. And there are chiropractors where that—that that is all they are. That's their entire identity is wrapped up in that. Case in point, living in China for five years. Most of the time, when people hear that, they're like, "What? Uh-huh. How, what?" And so I was interviewed one time by a guy, uh, Dr. Tyson. The sum of that podcast really was every year I would my contract was up for renewal. And the wife and I we were chatting we're like, are we fulfilled? Are we doing the things we want? Do we feel valued? Are we in our heart? Are we here for the right reason? Uh-huh. Part of it was definitely vacationing. We got to see, I don't know, like 14 countries in that area. Oh. So we did We traveled a lot. And then at one point, the traveling got to started slowing down. And then we had a kid and all this kind of stuff. And so life life goals changed. Work changed a bit. It got kind of sketchy. A little, not sketchy, but just not – it wasn't what it was and like before. It was – things were changing. Mm-hmm. And – um. So we were just like, you know, I think it's time. I think it's time to go go while it's good. If we wait another year, if it doesn't turn around, or if the, you know, you see writing on the wall, you want to leave mm-hmm. on good terms. You know, you don't want to be bitter and then be like, oh, paint paint the whole the whole time is bad when that happens. So we, exactly. we made that decision. That's where we left. I'm sure people are like, dude, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Dude, who lives in China, and you don't speak the language. You know, <laughs> I could tell you some crazy stories because they're good stories because it's kind of it's kind of like culture shock. And then the other mm-hmm. end, you're like. They're all just people with the same goals and passions that we are. They're just, they have a little bit different you know view on it. So you got to market, okay? Just like a chiropractor, I put my shingle on the roof. Nobody cares. You uh-huh. got a website up, nobody even sees it. Uh huh. Emmanuel, I don't know who this guy is. He looks great.
1: Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope you put it, some uh.
0: YouTube channels on there because I don't know what he stands for. I don't know anything about this guy. Have you made a plan yet or do you know what you're going to do to try and retract? Personal clients, business clients, like kind of what are you looking for? What's your niche?
1: Um, I'll definitely say currently right now my niche is definitely um, working with people who are heading towards college. So let's say like freshman students and things like that. Um, that's really where my heart is for and things like that. But right-
0: So you're targeting parents to pay for this?
1: Yeah, and that was the thing. Before. At first I was very broad like, hey, anyone that has me like come to me and things like that. And I feel like even currently now that's what I still do is like helping people if you have a goal or a vision – that you feel like you want to obtain, like let's talk and let's figure out what the barriers that are that are stopping you, and let's create a structure. Because that's what I'm gonna help people to do is realize like these are the barriers that are stopping you. So now, what structure can we put in place so that when you do fall down, you know like this structure is in place to help you get back up again, and things like that. So right now, um, I basically serve.
0: They know who to call.
1: <laughs> literally, honestly, because that's the truth. Like when you fall down, you need something. To help you up, to remind you, like, hey, this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, and things like that. Mom and dad is great, but mom and dad doesn't necessarily have, like, hey, man,
0: I went out, I started a business, and it failed. Now what do I do? Or I'm looking at selling my business. Mom and dad, unless they've done that, they don't know. Who do you call exactly. for that kind of stuff? You got a business coach. You get a personal coach, you know, those types of things. Hey, is there a niche at all in, like, other African people where, you know, you, you grew up in that culture where they're like, uh. You know, some people, some cultures are like they will not go and see a counselor. One hundred percent, mental health is
1: good luck. I never, you know what I mean? I never thought about that.
0: Like now that you bring it up, it's like my Chinese family is we help each other. Like it stays, the dollar stays in the Chinese community as many times mm -hmm. as possible. Man, that makes you know. You ever heard that before? Yeah, I've
1: I've heard it in the Chinese, but I've heard it in the like in the black community where they say like you have to make the dollar circulate, you know, within the community and things like that. So. That makes a lot of sense because I have thought about, okay creating an opportunity where I work with freshman students who are Africans going through college, you know, because I feel like freshman year to the end of your senior year, specifically your freshman year, you're almost like a sponge where you want to soak up everything. Right. And that's the thing that um, being there and helping them make sense of the nonsense, you know, that's going on. So, like, I've had the opportunity where. Um, I work with a young girl um, in Virginia. She came to me and she told me like, hey, I want to um, write a book in two months. And I feel like this is a book that has been coming to my heart over and over again about my life story. And I want to do it in two months. Can you help me do it? And I told her like, hey, we can create the structure for it, but I can not write the book for you. I think like sometimes when people think about personal development coach, they think about someone doing it for them. No, the thing that we're doing is that we have a process and we have a structure that we set in place. Not one that is specific, that not one that every single person follow, but one that is specific for you. So you can follow that. So before the end of the two month and things like that, me and her will meet up weekly. I'll see where she's at. We'll set goals like, okay, by the end of this week, where she's supposed to be, um, reaching out to editors, helping, helping her find people who can, um, create the front page and things like that. And they even came to the place in order to make sure that I'd help her to achieve the go to as well. I took some time in order where me and her spent like, I think three hours, two, three hours on the phone, reading through her entire book and making edits before we send it to the ed- editor and things like that. And we completed it before the end of two months. You know, I have people who come to me and they say like, hey, some people are like, hey, I want to build or develop my Christian walk and things like that. So I help them with that too as well. So someone may be listening today and maybe like, oh, so do I have to be a Christian in order for it? like, in order to obtain your services and things like that. And the truth of the matter is that, no, you don't have to be a Christian, right? At the end of the day, um, my relationship with God is is who I am, if that makes sense. But it's not something that I push on people and things like that, depending on what you come to me for and things of that nature. That's what I help you to figure out what the barriers and helping to create those structures in order to help you to um, succeed in that. So, yeah.
0: Sometimes somebody would ask, they were... They got pregnant, and they're, what do you think, Justin? You know, you're an older guy. Should I get an abortion or something? I'm like, first of all, I'm going to give you an answer, but it's going to be a Christian-based answer, uh-huh. in my, at least in Justin's view of Christianity. So I know you don't believe in that. That's the painting mm-hmm. that my advice is coming from. So if you don't want to hear that type of brush, or if you don't want to see that brush, don't ask my opinion because that's the opinion I'm going to give mm-hmm. you. As you, you can already assume what that opinion is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, going with the most controversial topic that you possibly could. Oh, no, could. no. I
1: definitely feel that cause But I have
0: friends, just to serve the purpose of
1: it's, – it's usually A or B yeah, on that one, yeah, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I definitely have friends who, do, who don't ask me things because they're like, they already know. What, they already know. <laughs> so I definitely yeah. – And I
0: can see both sides. Like,
1: yeah. ultimately, it's like do what you want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. It's your life, not mine. <laughs> but if you're coming to me on like, what do I think you could do? What's your options? You know, explore different ways to – you know, before you make that decision – because that's, that's a decision. Once you make it, there's no, there's no going back. Exactly. So what are the other options on the table? So if they want to know, like, okay, these are all the things that you can
1: do, well, let's explore. Exactly. Those. There's
0: not a rush, exactly. really.
1: What you just did there, um, what's called? I think that depicts it beautifully. Someone comes to you and they say, like, I don't know what to do. Like, okay. Let's, let's look at what the options are. Because that's the thing. When people are, like, stuck in a cloud and they don't, it, it, all, they, all they see is the cloud. But you who are outside are like, no, like you, you do have other options, right? And The thing is that you didn't tell them this is the direction you should go in. And that's the thing that as mm-hmm. a personal development coach, I've learned not to do is telling people take this direction. Because if you tell them to take that direction and they go in it and it doesn't work out the way that they thought it should work out, they come and blame you. You know, and I think that that's the, like you saying that depicts specifically what I seek and what I desire. To help people to see the options that are before them and the barriers that also stand before them too as well. So.
0: And yeah, it's nice, at your age, obviously you're not gonna have as much worldly experience, <laughs> but that doesn't mean your brain is not full of podcasts of people who are multi-millionaires, own three thousand apartment buildings, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. there's so many people that have their knowledge and they've dumped it out there for others to experience. And if that's what you consume yourself with, then you're gonna have the the collective wisdom of someone beyond your age, mm-hmm. but also you got the master's degrees and the educational background to see how some of this stuff flushed out. Exactly, down. exactly. Okay, so I've heard people say um, we're educating all these people, and they're like <laughs> – they're out there, and they're like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And you're like, yeah, bruh, that's not the way it is all the time. Like we know, we know what your little paper said, uh-huh. but in the real world, this is how it works. And sometimes there's like a factor. Yes, efficiency. If you actually would do this, this would be more efficient. It's been proven on these other companies. Let's just uh-huh. try it. And then there are times where it's just like there's that wisdom of somebody who's been doing the job for 35 years. And so there's like a balance between that. And I don't know where I'm going with it, but mm-hmm. I guess there's always two sides to being a, a younger person. You know? And I'll
1: definitely say like at the end of the day, I, was, I remember I was doing um one of my classes. They were talking about knowledge and how knowledge comes right. And at the end of the class, it was then that I realized through the reading is that our society is what you said. Like there's so much knowledge out there, right? However, just because you consume all that knowledge doesn't make you wise, right? And why do I say that? That's a dangerous statement to say, what do you mean I'm not wise if I know everything? <laughs> and that's the thing. It's a wise person is not wise because of all, all that they know. But a wise person is wise because they're able to apply what they know at a specific time, if that makes sense. Like, I hope that makes sense. Like Yeah, like... That's what makes a person wise. So the danger, which I realized like, man, like from the time that you're like, you start going to school, you're being fed knowledge and information, but you're not forced to think. It's just, they say, this is what it is. And this is the way that has been. I'm not saying that saying this is the way that it has been is wrong, but I'm saying like, it's, it's a dangerous thing to tell people like, this is what it is. And that's it. Because at the end of the day, then we're creating people who know a lot, but they're not thinkers. And what do thinkers do? Thinkers challenge the status quo. So that at the end of the day, if truth is what you say is truth and this is truth, then over time, it should continually prove itself. And that's what Socrates, that's why Socrates was really upset at people who were in political positions, is because they were just feeding these young people information. And just telling, and the young people are just consuming it. And Socrates will come and say, ask them, what is virtue? And they'll say, oh, virtue means to be good. And he's, what does it mean to be good? You know, but the more questions he asks, the more he, he's trying to help them to realize that is this a truth that you have experienced and that you believe for yourself and that you have tested and experienced for yourself? Or is this something that has just been given to you? Yeah, I, I love to challenge things. So <laughs> I'll tell you this.
0: I was, um, you know, you know about divorce and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but when you get a divorce and you go through the stages that you have to go through, so you come out a better person hopefully, there's nothing like being involved with that. Like, there's a book, you could tell somebody about grief and about anger, but man, sometimes when you feel the anger of that, or like if you lose somebody close, like, I lost a brother when I was younger. You can't, you can't manufacture those type of things, and it stays with you, so when you find somebody else that's how I look at it when you find someone else who's gone through that you don't tell them or you could uh don't worry time heals all wounds and guess what it doesn't mm-hmm. you just learn how to process it better and it doesn't affect you quite as bad but you feel it still mm-hmm. wow so empathy is a big deal empathy makes takes it to that next level sometimes you know mm-hmm. make someone feel heard feel appreciated and a lot of times we just need somebody to be there in the fire with us knowing that we can get out of it and that's what I think a personal coach can do. A business coach, they're there with you to, like you said before, see past those clouds. This is what's coming, and preparing you for it. I think.
1: Man. All right, folks, you heard it from the doc. Wow, that we could we could end it right there, doc. My like, wow, wow. Oh my goodness. Man, thank you for sharing that. Honestly. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because because
0: hopefully it helps somebody in these situations
1: honestly because life does happen to us all you know but it's it's not what happens to us that defines us but at the end of the how we decide how we make meaning of it if that makes sense um like what comes to my mind um there's this book called a man's search for meaning and it was written by a person who um went through the holocaust a psychologist who went through the holocaust and even though he, he went through that dark time, that painful time and things of that nature, he came out and he he realized that at the end of the day, those things didn't define him. The hardships, truly, they don't define us. Like Just in the same sense, our failures don't define us, right? But it refines us, helps to shape us to become a better person. But I think just as you said, at the end of the day, it's a choice. And we have that choice whether we want to choose to be bitter, where you feel like I have the right to be angry, or we can have that choice to make for it to make us better. And I think like even in in the power of just the words that you said is that it's not easy. It's not easy. It doesn't feel good. Like even when you go through it, like I, even when you think about it, like though, that hurt, that pain resurfaces. You know, but because you found meaning in it, in, in, in this in this dark place that once you felt like you were sinking in, is that which is giving you the strength that you need in order to keep pushing forward. You know, and you just by you sharing that, it shows us that it's not just the story and the things that we go through in life. It's not just for us, but in order for us to be an encouragement to other people, and you just doing this podcast definitely. I'm sure like it's an encouragement to other people, but specifically, personally speaking for me, I know that it's an encouragement to me, you know, at the end of the day to continue to do what I feel within my heart to do and to do it to the best of my ability, you know. So thank you so much. Thank you, Don.
0: You betcha. Mr. Aiko, you can be found on Instagram. It'll be in the show notes. You're going to have a whole page dedicated to this. There's going to have topics that people can know what to expect in the interview. As well, like I said, they're gonna have your Instagram handle if they're interested. It's e sky high four. There we go. It'll be clickable probably too. So again, I, I appreciate you being on the show, Man. being able to discuss different things. I, I don't know if the pontificating is the
1: right word, but uh, <laughs> we
0: we covered a lot of things well, today, definitely. and I, I'm happy with it. So
1: appreciate your time as well. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for making time for this. It truly means a lot.
0: Another great interview has ended. While you're on your phone, click that review button. Write up a nice review for me. Five stars if you could. As everyone says in the industry, it'll help other people to find us when we have enough rankings. Not to mention, I'll mention you and your review on an upcoming episode. If you're looking for one sheets, if you're looking for all the books that people have recommended, you can just go to a doctorsperspective.net slash guide, and that's going to give you everything you need to know. The top Episodes of 2017 and 2018, the Podiatry Series, Dentist Acupuncture Series, Holiday 2017, Financial Series, How to Write a Review, How to Support the Show, like Buying a Cup of Coffee, Getting Swag, like T shirts, The Today's Choices Tomorrow's Health book, that's the blueprints for better health, exercise, picking food correctly, and financial. And then, of course, Bundle packs, which can get you the no needle acupuncture book, 40 common conditions, including the electric acupuncture pin at a great deal. Page has some of the products that I like. It's a affiliate style. So if you buy something from them, I get a piece of that. Just like on the show notes pages, if you buy a book from clicking that link, I get a small piece of that as well. So I really appreciate that. Things like Screencast-O-Matic, VPN Missing Letter, JLab Speakers, Prolone Edge or Hawk Grips. The Trilingual Coloring Book is now five languages, English, Spanish, Chinese, German, and French. So pick one up for your own kids, your nieces and nephews, and also for your office so these kids have something to do. Again, that all-encompassing one link is adoctorsperspective.net slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. Once again, if you do need any coaching on how to improve some of your blood work, drop weight, and the Loan diet, fast mimicking diet, five-day plan. Let me know as well as if you just need some coaching, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether you need some practice growth, etc. Reach out, Facebook, Justin Trostclair, MCC. Of course, at a doctorsperspective.net on the top right, you got all the social media icons that you can imagine. Click your favorite and reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell a friend, pass it along. You can go to .net slash listen. It's just that easy. It'll open up right in your app. And don't forget, I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and integrate. See you on the mini Hope you're enjoying those. I'm definitely having fun summarizing these podcasts in less than 10 minutes for you. You get the nuggets without having to waste your time. Have a great week.